And I do, I, I do that uh, that Google survey thing. Yeah, same. Yeah. And Where so I, you, I give them all the information about my life. Yeah. Um, and in exchange, they let me rent Moneyball. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> we see you were at this business. Do you want to upload your receipt? It's like, no. Here's 50 cents. Yeah. Were you at Panera Bread today? <laughs> Tell us and we'll let you watch a movie. I get I get some real good ones from them too sometimes though like uh, the they they sent me one um, uh, I think it was after or before we recorded the last episode where they they sent me one they were like why were you googling Palestine recently right um, I love those and, <laughs> or it was like why why were you googling uh, maps of Israel uh, and I was like and there was like a, a text response yeah and I just put in like it's not called Israel you fucks it's called Palestine. <laughs> So I'm for sure on a watch list now. Google sent that directly to the FBI. Hey guys, just just, just yeah. Oh, you've already got him on a list. Great, cool, God, cool. We're good. <laughs> I am pretty sure I'm on a list though, because anytime I check my bags going through the airport, like they get uh, they get I, every time I arrive at my destination, they've got one of the like we searched your bags uh, leaflets in it. Yeah, uh, and it's every time. Uh, like no exceptions. What did you do? I think it's because when I was moving up here, uh, like I, I was up here like, you know, once every three weeks or something like that. Right. Yeah. And so I would just fly Southwest cause uh-huh. you get like two free checked bags uh, and the weight doesn't matter. Right. So I would just like pack as much shit as I could into these bags and I slowly <laughs> moved a bunch of stuff from my house. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and so there would just be like bags full of miscellaneous electronics and like, yeah. uh, and one time I shipped uh, all of my, my kitchen knives this way. Mm-hmm. So there was just a bag filled with, like, knives of various sizes. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and so, you know, ever, ever since then, I get the, get the bag search. I don't understand why I'm not on a list, because, like, the police came to our house when I was a freshman in high school. Oh, yeah, I love this story. Because my friend Jesse and I... Because you were putting people on a list. Okay, we have his idea. <laughs> And it was called an incapacitation list. And it was just a list of people that, like, we didn't like. But he he put Bob Dole <laughs> and Bob Dole's wife on Yeah, there. and at the time, Bob Dole had been, the like, the Republican nominee for president, yeah. like, it within the last two or three years. I don't even know who Bob Dole was at that point. Yeah. And then the, the police show up Dole? Yeah. one day. Uh, yep, your, your, your son is threatening the life of... Uh... <laughs> Former presidential candidate Bob Dole, Vietnam Vietnam vet, World War II vet. I don't know. I don't know. His hand doesn't work. Yeah. Um. He's he's super old. I think it's probably World War II. Probably. Yeah. Uh. But uh, is he dead? Uh, maybe. Yeah.
Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to the Columbia River Film School. Uh, we're just uh, two brothers up here in the, in the beautiful Northwest uh, doing, doing movie double features. Uh, and so today we've got a, a very special double feature from the raft of garbage that is uh, video game movies. Um, where I, I, I think Detective Pikachu is the only good one. Sonic was okay. I heard Sonic was okay. Sonic was okay. I did not see Sonic. I liked Sonic. So Sonic, this came up uh, on our Discord the other day. Sonic is, uh, is like the second highest grossing movie of 2020. Yeah. Because there's no movies. <laughs> right. Uh, they're, I, I bet they're just trying to ride that one all the way oh, to the end of the year. Good for that furry hedgehog. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there are a lot of video game movies now. Um, you know, not, not a lot, but like... Uh, for, for a really small subgenre of film, mm -hmm. there are a bunch of them. And there's just, like, no hits. Like, they're all terrible. Yeah. Uh, but So, uh, this week we watched um, the, the, the progenitor of this, uh, of this, um, this genre, uh, Super Mario Brothers The Motion Picture. Yep. Uh, from 1993. Uh, and uh, we watched a, uh, from the kind of period where a lot of these movies were getting made and they were all quite bad. Uh, we watched uh, Street Fighter colon The Legend of Chun-Li. It's like 2009? 2009. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll go into why this movie came out uh, a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we watched uh, we watched two movies, um, uh, two video game movies this week uh, to see kind of like, uh, you know, which 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 movie has done the uh, the video game genre better. Um, uh, the reason we watched Chun-Li uh, is because, because there's a lot of, we could have watched Resident Evil sure. or, uh, you know, um, Silent Hill or, you yep. know, could have watched the first street fighter movie yeah uh mortal Kombat. like there there were options but uh chun li has a five percent rotten tomatoes score uh and like i don't go in for rotten tomatoes but five percent is is that's like x versus sever levels pretty incredible yeah yeah like it's rare to see a movie especially like a big budget hollywood movie uh get uh, get down to that level um you know usually at least somebody likes it yeah um but uh but not so with this one and uh, and then of course uh, super mario brothers you know not not just the first comic book mo or uh, video game movie yeah uh to come out but uh, uh i think um i think kind of misremembered uh i think everyone hates this movie um uh maybe unfairly i don't think it's as bad as a lot of the other video Video game movies are no i don't think so I, th I, th I think it has a really bad reputation and i think based on that a lot of people just skipped it yeah and it's become just kind of like an anecdote in you know like video game film history yeah and i and you know i remember seeing this as a kid and even as a kid being like oh well that wasn't very good um and it's you know we'll, we'll talk about that but it's very confusing like who this movie was made for yeah uh but uh but yeah so those those are our two movies that's our double feature uh for for this week uh super mario brothers and uh chun li or the legend of chun li uh, street um, fighter colon the street fighter colon the legend of chun li yeah, yeah. Um, the colon's important. a just absolutely baffling film <laughs> um yeah <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but before we get there, you want to break us off some movie news? Yeah, some movie news. Um, not a whole lot this week. I think it was kind of a s slow news week, but, um, we got a couple interesting things here. Uh, so Matt Reeves, the guy who is directing the, um, Robert Pattinson Batman movie. Terrace Winter, who was a writer on, uh, Warwick Empire and The Sopranos. Uh, they are working on a TV series based on Gotham Central. Okay. Uh, which was a comic book by Greg Rucka, uh, Ed Brubaker back in the 
early to mid-2000s, which was just a police procedural uh, based in Gotham City. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of, like, super heroics in it, but it was just based around the Gotham City uh, uh, police precinct. Uh, Jim Gordon in it? Uh, Gordon was in it, yeah, but it, it mainly focused on um, the, uh, the detectives like uh, Harvey Bullock, uh, Renee Montoya... Uh, so that is... I think, uh, I think Montoya got a shout-out in one of the Nolan movies. She did, yeah. She was one of the corrupt cops. Yeah. In the first movie, maybe? Uh, no, in, um, The Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's, it's... The pitch is Law and Order Gotham. <laughs> yeah. Junk, junk. Dun-dun. But, uh, but yeah, so they're making Law and Order Gotham. Law and Order Gotham, yeah, I'll watch that. Is that is it gonna be a a Fox? Or uh, a, uh, no, it's uh, a HBO. Can it be a Fox? Does Does Disney own Fox TV? I think Disney owns everything now. <laughs> yeah, Safeway. But I, th- uh, <laughs> I think I think this is aimed for an HBO Max. Uh, okay. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and supposed to, if everything pans out, air in twenty twenty one. So. We'll see that, presumably, at some point next year. Um, They're gonna bring back uh, discount discount Chris Pine as uh, as um, as Jim Gordon. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that guy's name is. The guy from the OC. I don't know. I never watched Gotham. Yeah, that's um, not true. I watched the I w- pilot. I watched. Of Gotham. I watched the whole first season. Yeah, I, I, I didn't um, make no. And, I made it through one episode. And it, it got, like, sillier and sillier. And I was like, it, there's not enough episodes of this for it to be getting this silly so quickly. Yeah. Like, I, I read a lot of, uh, you know, like, comics, news, and, and pop culture websites. And so I could kind of follow along with what was going on. And at some point there were, like, two Jokers? Well, there was the Joker uh, played by the guy who's in that Star Wars game that came out recently. Yes. Yeah. The, the weird-looking red-headed guy. Star Wars Joker. Star Wars Joker, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where you dance down the stairs to fight Darth Vader. Yeah, oh man, don't let's not talk about Joker. <laughs> Serious case of Joker brain going yeah. on over here. Oh, God. Don't go back. <laughs> uh, 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 moving right along, um, do you remember Quibi? I've, I've heard about Quibi. You remember Quibi? And how was the next big thing on Is your phone? gone already? Are they killing it? I have wanted so badly to post on Twitter for the last, like, four months, hey, is Quibi dead yet? But I just didn't want to be that asshole. But uh, this this story here says, uh, Quibi lost over 90% of its launch users after the three-month trials expired. Oh, God. <laughs> I, like, I feel bad for the people who work for Quibi, Me right? too. But it's like... But it's such a stupid idea. So goddamn stupid. Hey, you know TV and movies? Yeah. What if you watched them on your fucking phone? Vertically. Yeah. And they were only like 10 minutes long. Who wants this? No one. Like, and I, you know, and I, I would see people, uh, when I lived in the Bay Area, I would see people on BART, um, like watching TV shows and movies and shit on their phones. Sure. Uh, like, cause you know, some of those, some of those commutes can get kind of long if you're coming out from Dublin Pleasanton to San Francisco or something like that. You might be on the train for more than an hour. Right. And, uh, yeah. So like, you know, you can watch a couple episodes of a, or you can watch like an episode of a TV drama or something like that. Yeah. Um, and people would do that, but I'm just like, why are they 10 minutes? Why is your big feature that you can watch it both in portrait and landscape? Well, and when like, it came out, it was like four. When, when it came out, it was it was it was a forced portrait. Yeah, because I just <laughs> want to watch a movie 
Like, the only time you should be watching something on your phone in portrait mode is when you're looking at porn in the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and even then, if... You... And, yeah, and even then, it's questionable. <laughs> Quibi should just pivot to being a porn platform. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking... I'm getting... Ten minutes long. <laughs> okay. Ten minutes is kind of stretching it. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so so, so the Verge uh, got some like mobile analytics. It said that uh, the rough of the roughly nine hundred and ten users who signed up for Quibi at launch. Wait, I'm sorry, nine hundred and ten. Nine hundred ten thousand. Oh, okay, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah. Of the roughly nine hundred and ten thousand users who signed up for Quibi at launch in April, uh, only seventy two thousand of them remained after the three-month trial recently ended and you know odd statistic uh, 80 percent of them are also people who saw uh you know geely in the movie theater (laughs) uh it's a very specific demographic there yeah yeah geely was bad we should do a a geely and uh jersey girl um uh double feature (laughs) you should go fuck yourself uh going to live come on what else do i got uh so anime cinema crossover news oh anime news uh tomi the uh um uh manga and there's there's been a bunch of live action tomi movies as well but it's like a a horror manga thing yeah it is headed to quibi oh for fuck's sake I'm sure those lawyers are doing <laughs> doing everything they can to get out of that contract. So uh, it's going to delay production as long as they can until Quibi goes away. It's um, uh, it's 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 being uh, uh fronted by the guy who directed Crawl, which was uh, a low budget. Um, oh yeah, someone's like stuck in a crawl space or something. Uh, like an alligator. Yeah, it's stuck in a basement crawl space with an alligator. Yeah. Uh, or a crocodile. They're the same animal. Shut up. Yeah, whatever. They're, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, Alexandra, uh, Alexandre Aja. Uh, he he. So he directed Crawl, which I really liked. It was it was a like delightful little low budget yeah. horror film. Uh, he also did High Tension, the French Canadian horror film from the mid two thousands. Okay, uh, didn't see that. Really, really good. I would never voluntarily watch something from Quebec. Yeah, well, sometimes <laughs> you have to make sacrifices. Yeah, I got to dunk on <laughs> Quebec on every podcast I'm on. <laughs> bunch of fucking racists <laughs> but yeah uh, so he's apparently bringing a tomi uh, manga adaptation to quibi uh we'll we'll see if that maybe moves to a different format youtube would be a better choice i think <laughs> but that's the thing i don't understand about quibi is like wouldn't all this stuff be better off on youtube yes absolutely <laughs> it's like an ax- aspect ratio that is deserving of like what these directors are putting out youtube works on your phone yeah and you can put it on your television by pressing a button fuck it's just it's such a stupid idea yeah uh, good god yeah uh it, can, I, you, I, can you chromecast from quibi i i don't know that you can <laughs> that would be very funny but uh um, it's like oh cool i can just watch this on my television <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was the point of the fucking app 
this this story also notes that uh, a recent report says the service lost ninety two percent of its users after the trial period expired. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I imagine that, you know, like, that's that's bad. 92% is bad, right? Yeah, like, that's uh, huge. But uh, I imagine that Disney Plus also lost a shitload of, uh, of users right after its trial period, right? I, I dropped Disney Plus, yeah. Because they, they had a three-month trial as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and so I assume that, like, a lot of people got that and they watched, you know, some Star Wars shit or whatever. Yeah, uh, I, I, I watched Avengers Endgame, like, nine times. I watched Solo, which I, uh, I had tried to watch about three times yeah. before. I tried to watch it on, like, a series of planes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just like, every time I put it on, I'd be like going to New York or something. I'd put on solo and then fall asleep in like the first 10 minutes. Right. And, uh, I watched solo on Disney plus and I didn't hate it. Um, it's fine. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people fucking hated it. They, you know, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of anti solo stuff on the internet. Yeah. Uh, and they were like the first bad star Wars movie. And I was like, Whoa, hold on hey now. now. <laughs> <laughs> solo is way better than fucking the phantom menace <laughs> i remember you dorks uh, are just mad because you don't like the guy playing yeah. fucking han solo i remember watching the watching part of the phantom menace and it was one of the like last screenings of the day at uh, our, our local cinema like that i used to work at this is like in 2000 yeah when, when the movie came out in yeah theaters. it came out yeah. in uh, may 99 or yeah. something like that and my girlfriend and, and at the time and I like went to see it, I think at like, I don't know, 7.20, 7.30. And we both fell asleep. <laughs> and the theater closed. You were like 16. What are you doing falling asleep in movies? I was, I was like, yeah, I was probably like 17. Yeah. <laughs> but we both fell asleep. And the theater closed. And like, it was only due to the fact that I worked there. That I was able to, like, get up and get us out of the theater without, Jeez. like, the police showing up. Wait a minute. But the ushers came through. And they didn't notice that there were two people we were sitting. in the I, movie? I got a hand job. We were sitting up in the back corner. Yeah, another, again, another thing we lost to COVID-19. Fucking movie, movie hand, hand jobs. jobs. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Batman Forever also had a much darker, more serious, uh, 170 minute cut from Joel Schumacher. So I don't know about that. Release the uh, Schumacher cut. I'd much rather see the Schumacher cut of fucking Batman Forever than the goddamn <laughs> Snyder cut. Rest in peace, Joel. Yeah. We talked about uh, the late Joel Schumacher last week, uh, and uh, it came out. On Twitter yesterday, uh, I believe from a guest on uh, uh, Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast, but he said uh, he has it on very good authority that a 170-minute cut of Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever exists. That's extremely long. Warner Brothers is unsure if there's any hunger for what was described to him as a much darker, more serious version. I think there's a hunger for that. I'd, I'd watch a shit of that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see more of, uh, more of uh, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones' uh, like, uh, his, his, his Two-Face hussies. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. Drew Barrymore one of them? She is. Yeah. So, it's, it's a rumor, take it with, like, a huge grain of salt, but there may be a Schumacher cut. Oh, man. I even hope, though he I, released the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that I hope that the 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 Snyder Cut warriors <laughs> petition the White House again. Well, what are they going to do now? Yeah, Trump must mandate that the, that the Schumacher cut <laughs> of Batman Forever be released. 
We need 10,000 signatures, boys. That will surely convince the White House to do this. Uh, <laughs> let's, it, get, yeah. let's get on 4chan. Yeah, this is great, good stuff. Uh, that is all the movie news I have for this week. Yeah, so you want to you wanna talk about these, uh, these fucking trash movies that we watched? Let's talk about this fucking Super Mario Brothers movie because it rules. <laughs> it's... I, I will I will give this movie a lot of credit uh, for for getting just getting real weird with it. Yeah. Um. Like we'll we'll obviously talk about the production hell of this movie. Yes. And not production hell in the traditional sense where it's like you know uh, like the Ghost in the Shell movie or like Akira. Right. Or something where it was like stretched that. over years. But yeah. Where people are like we're making Akira for fifteen years. Yeah. Like this movie you know got greenlit in like ninety one or ninety two or something and yeah. and came out in ninety three yep. so it didn't it didn't take a long time to make no, but the production of it was it hell. was apparently a nightmare <laughs> um and uh yes, we'll talk about that, but like yeah, you know, I gotta give this for the first video game movie out of the out of the gate, I gotta give this movie some credit for for just being like, fuck it <laughs> yeah, why not yeah, we're gonna do all the weirdest shit well, it's like the it it is the opposite. Of the property. Of Super Mario Brothers, the <laughs> video game you might have played. The, yes, the, you, you might have seen it. Yeah. It's it's very, you know, colorful and bright and red and blue and green and and uh, delightful. Yeah, there's like little, and, little clouds with faces on them yeah. and like... Uh, this movie is like um, Dark City meets Blue Velvet meets... <laughs> um, that movie with Whoopi Goldberg and a dinosaur. Yes. Uh, different than that Denise Richards movie with the dinosaur. Uh, Tammy and the T-Rex? Yeah, where she's fucking the dinosaur. Streaming on Shudder right now. Cool. Great. Uh, everyone go out and watch Tammy and the T-Rex. Fucking rules. Or, I watched or, or it hungover it. like six months ago. It yeah. was the best morning I had ever had. <laughs> that's that's bad, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 30, you're 36 years yep, old. Yep. I feel like you got married last year. Uh, yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, no, the, the Tammy, Tammy and the T-Rex, if you don't have a Shutter account, um, you can also, uh, just check into a hotel, uh, and, and turn on the television, uh, which is where I watched Tammy and the T-Rex. Um, you know, just, which is the ideal environment to watch Tammy and the T-Rex is in, like, a fucking, you know, Holiday Inn. Yeah, but Shutter um, has the uncensored cut, so. Oh, okay, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, um, so... Super Mario Brothers very different than uh, the video game that you may or may not be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, what what's the, what's the plot of Super Mario Brothers? Oh boy. Okay. Um, so Mario Mario and Luigi Mario are plumbers. Uh, and I will say that canonically Mario's name is Mario Mario. Right. Which is really stupid. But, um, you know whatever. There's a princess that shows up. Uh, yes. They go to Dark City. They go to Dark City. Yeah. Dennis Hopper is there. Yeah, as as King Koopa. He's King Koopa, but he's a human that has evolved from dinosaurs. Yeah. So they're in like a weird alternate dimension where the dinosaurs continue to evolve and they turn into humans. Or you know, they they look like humans. Uh, but there are also dinosaurish creatures. Yeah, so it's there's... Yoshi is there. Uh, it has like the the uh it has like an exposition scene at the very beginning yeah narrated by mario right wherein or played by bob hoskins um uh where is he dead bob hoskins do we ask this on every podcast yeah are these people are these people dead or canceled uh you know <laughs> bob hoskins yeah find out if bob, bob hoskins i've still got michael clark duncan up on my phone here <laughs> jesus christ um 
Uh, uh, Bob Hoskins died in 2014. Yeah, fuck. Rest in peace, buddy. Rip. Rip to Bob Hoskins. Uh, yeah. Probably probably from complications due to Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, but uh, the long-term damage of being in this movie. Uh, yeah. So, How is Danny DeVito still alive and Bob Hoskins is dead? Uh, Danny DeVito uh, is going to live forever. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. But, uh, yeah, the there's like a Commodore 64 scene at the beginning of this movie. Yes. Where they like... <laughs> Well, they explain like that uh, you know a meteor hit Earth 65 million years ago and like wiped out the dinosaurs. Yep. Uh, but it also like hit the Earth so hard that it uh, it like created an alternate dimension. Yeah. Where the dinosaurs didn't die. Right. I hit your mom so hard that it created an alternate dimension. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So the, the the meteor apparently hits Earth so hard that it creates an alternate dimension where the dinosaurs don't die uh, and they spend uh, you know 65 million years in that in that dimension uh evolving into like humanoids yeah uh, it's very red dwarf yes um, yeah, yeah yeah but uh and so they've got a whole like uh civilization in this alternate dimension uh and uh koopa has a has, has a like evolution gun yep. uh or an evolution machine or something and so he's like de-evolving uh people into goombas right uh, which are for some reason uh extremely large with very small heads they're so strange looking like, yeah they're and they have little dinosaur heads. Yeah, they have like tiny dinosaur heads, but their bodies are like seven feet tall with like big broad shoulders. Yeah, and they all have these enormous like red leather jackets. Yeah, it's like okay, did did, did whoever designed whoever you know did the like concept art for this? Did they play the game? <laughs> nope, I don't think they did. It's like because it's literally the opposite of what Goombas are. Yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, the whole fucking movie is the opposite of what the game yeah. is. <laughs> it's an alternate dimension version of Mario. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's the plot of the movie. And, uh, you know, Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo go on a double date um, with uh, with two women, one of whom is, like, an archaeologist for New York University. Yeah. Um, who's, like, you know, digging the meteor site. Uh, right. And, and this uh, came out, like, before Jurassic Park, right? Two weeks Two weeks before Jesus. Yeah, uh, two dinosaur movies in the same in wow. the same fucking like calendar month, uh, and one of them much better. Uh, but um, yeah, two or three weeks I think it was. But yeah, so she's like digging the like meteor site um, in which is in Brooklyn, uh, of course. And I'm like, have you ever been to Brooklyn? Like, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like. <laughs> If a, if a meteor that killed all the dinosaurs hit in Brooklyn, there would be a big hole there. Right. Um, There's not a lot of Brooklyn. No. But, uh, yeah, it's like fucking <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, like, uh, they go on a double date. Lu- Luigi is into this archaeologist woman who's, I can't remember her first name. Mathis is her last name. Um uh, and uh, she, uh, the actress, uh, but um, the the woman in the movie is called uh, Daisy, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she's got like a piece of this meteor around her neck, and so there's like uh, you know a henchman trying to track her down to get this piece of a meteor because they need to put it back in the meteor in order to like merge the dimensions or something. Yeah, if the um, if the necklace goes back into the meteor, then yeah, the the, the two universes will merge, and, uh, and then the, presumably Koopa will kill all the mammals. I uh, think is his I, goal. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's not entirely clear what his goal is. But. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, so you know, Daisy and uh, and Mario and Luigi um, get uh, sucked into like an interdimensional portal, uh, and they end up in um, in the uh, you know like Koopa world, right? Um, 
which is, is called like uh, Dino York or something. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and they have a Statue of Liberty. They do. Which I yes. don't understand. It falls over at one point. Yeah, I'm like, what? what, what fucking... So they just like have the same history? Like, was yeah. there... Was... <laughs> Was there like a revolutionary war in in, in fucking Dino York? Was Dino George Washington like fucking escaping New York City because uh, the British were fucking burning it down? Like, I don't, what is going on here? Are they, are they still fighting about the Confederate flag? In yeah, there are people York? tearing down Confederate monuments in uh, in, in, in in Dino York. Um, but uh, Koopa is part of my heritage. Yeah, Koopa, this is history. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so they get sucked into this alternate dimension, and then it's like a, uh, you know, a caper for Mario and Luigi to uh, save the princess, um, uh, Daisy here, um, uh, and, uh, and then, you know, Koopa is trying to get the uh, the piece of the meteor, but uh, Luigi manages to, like, get it off of her right before they, she gets, like, pulled into the um, pulled into the, the portal. Right. Um, which is, like, in the sewer. Um, yeah, and, you know, so they have a little caper, and, uh, you, you know... There's, there's lots of little references to Mario uh, throughout the movie. So there's, like, a character called Toad. Yeah, um, he's got the little, like, like, spiral a, on his head. Who's, like, a busker. Yeah. Um, and and he, he, he gets turned into a, a Goomba. Yeah, there's, like, a little raptor called Yoshi. Um, yeah. there's, a, there's, there's a large black woman in a, in a nightclub scene. In this movie for children. Um, oh yeah, and then like she's like in a red latex dress with yeah. like spikes and stuff. And she's on she's it. called Big Bertha, which is Big a Bertha. reference yeah, to yeah, like yeah. the fish enemy in Mario Three. Right. right. Um, yeah. So there's lots of little like references to the games in, in this in these movie or in this movie, and uh, and you know other than that, it's just like a weird little adventure film in this weird like alternate version of New York where there's mm-hmm. dinosaurs and stuff. Um, I, I I will say like the Yoshi puppet like was was a practical effect and um it was impressive like it, i don't it, it think this movie good. looks bad it does not look bad no uh, like, i that's the the weird thing about this movie is if it wasn't super mario brothers this could have been one of those weird cult classics from the early 90s yeah weird like sci-fi cult classic yeah uh, um, and it, i think this the sets were designed by the guy who worked on blade runner yeah um there, that's that's the other thing. There's a lot of talent in this movie. Uh, Ed Solomon wrote on this. Ed Solomon, creator of Ed, Bill and Ted. Ed Solomon did one of the rewrites on this. Yeah. Um. And uh. And that's that. We'll, we'll, we can talk about that in a minute. But like the um. There's a lot of like talent on the screen in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Bob Hoskins is playing. Uh. Is playing. Um. Uh, Mario. Hey, yeah. Uh. And he does an okay job. He does. Dennis Hopper's just like chewing the shit out of the scenery. Yeah. Dennis Hopper's chewing the shit out of the scenery. John Leguizamo, uh, kind of early in his career here as Luigi, um, yeah. is, is played like, as like a like a lovable naive, and charming. Yeah, like a naive, like idiot kind of character. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the the woman who plays Daisy does a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's like a lot of a lot of you know. Samantha Mathis. Samantha Mathis is her name. Um, yeah. John, John Leguizamo famously said the only good thing to come out of this movie was he met Samantha Mathis. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing is apparently like the, the, the cast and crew just had a terrible time on this movie. It was just a disjointed mess, according to like everyone involved. So this movie, uh, it, it was produced by a like husband-wife team or directed by a husband-wife team. Uh, yeah, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jankel. Um, and they were apparently an absolute nightmare to work with. Yeah. And the movie got, uh, the movie got rewritten, like, b- even before production started, the movie mm-hmm. was rewritten something like six times. Yeah. 
Um, and then the so all the actors signed off on this script, uh, and they you know they showed up to do it, and then like the, it had been rewritten again mm-hmm. by the time they showed up to uh, to uh, to actually start shooting. Uh, it was shot in North Carolina, I think, um, and uh, they showed up to start shooting this movie, new scripts, and then it was like every day they would get script rewrites. Yeah. Which script rewrites happen. It's a sure, thing. Sure, of course. Um, and, uh, but not at this scale, right? So, like, all the actors basically said they were receiving script rewrites so frequently that they didn't even bother to read them. Yeah. Like, they would just show up, like, read their lines uh, on the day of uh, and do that because it was going to be different the next day when yep. they showed up to do it again. Um, and uh, so it was rewritten a bunch of times. It changed... Uh, producers and directors a bunch of times before the movie actually started getting made. Mm-hmm. Casting was apparently a huge problem. Uh, the number of people who they went through who were supposed to play Mario, uh, they they tried Danny DeVito uh, was one of their choices. Of course, yeah. Um, Tom Hanks was almost Mario. Jesus. Uh, and the reason that they didn't go with Tom Hanks... Uh, is because he had had a series of flops um, right before this movie. Uh, so The Burbs uh, didn't do well. Uh, Joe vs. the Volcano didn't do well. Uh, Bonfire of the Vanities didn't do well mm-hmm. uh, and was, like, widely panned. Uh, and so they, they, they thought that uh, uh, Tom Hanks, who they were going to pay, you know, a couple million dollars <laughs> to be in this movie... <laughs> um, they thought Tom Hanks was not was not going to be a bankable star, uh, and the, wow. the movie he released uh, right around the time this came out was Philadelphia, yep. which he got an Academy Award for. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, they they fucked that one up. Wow. Um, yeah, apparently uh, uh, Schwarzenegger and Michael Keaton were both approached to play Koopa. Yeah, uh, and then they ended up with Dennis Hopper. Wow. Um, which you know Hopper like obviously had fun with it. Yeah, as, as much fun as you could have had on that set, but I, I I think Hopper is a lot of fun to watch in this movie. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of because there were so many changes going on, there was you know huge problems with continuity. Um, so yeah. like you know no one on the production crew could keep track of anything, right? Because uh, there was just like continuity errors uh, or in the script. Yeah, because uh, things would change day to day. Um, the uh, and they weren't they had this enormous set for the city that they built in a cement factory. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, because things kept changing, they, they weren't able to light it properly. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons the movie is so dark is because like, they just couldn't, they couldn't keep track of all the changes of the movie oh, wow. <laughs> well enough to be able to light it. Um, there's the, the everybody do dinosaur scene in the nightclub that yeah. they go to. Uh, that was originally supposed to be like a strip club. Okay. Um, and so they went out and like hired a bunch of strippers in uh, in North Carolina to like be in this scene. Um, and then they like <laughs> showed up to do the movie on the day, and they were like, "No, actually, we need dancers uh, to do this like choreographed dinosaur dance." <laughs> Low rent thriller dance. <laughs> um, uh, I I will correct you because I I think this is important. Uh, just for posterity's sake, but you just said everybody do the dinosaur. It's everybody walk the dinosaur. It's yeah. everybody walk the dinosaur. Yeah. So and, and open you... the door, get on the floor, everybody walk the dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> should walk the dinosaur yeah uh, they need exercise <laughs> um but uh but yeah so uh production was apparently really bad um bob hoskins and john leguizamo would just get like really shit-faced 
Yeah, that's one of the like the things I read about this movie, and that kind of shocked me is like the cast kind of banded together because they were all just so fed up. Yeah, with the production. Uh, but you know they were contract contractually obligated to like finish this shit out, so they would just get shit faced together and then like go do the movie. Yeah, and like show up, read their lines, drunk, and then like go back to their trailers. Yeah. And apparently Bob Hoskins was a huge shit show on this movie. <laughs> on this children's movie. On this children's movie. And he just did not care. Yeah. And and and, and keep in mind, that this, is, this is him coming off of uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. like two, two, three years prior. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a, a big mess. And like the the actors and the cast, like there wasn't any conflict between the actors just yet in some movies. And like we talked about like Spider-Man. Right. Where like everybody hated fucking Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, this was this was all about the directors, yeah. uh, who um, were just like absolutely loathed because they just kept changing things, and mm-hmm. it was this uh, co-director thing, right? So it was this this husband and wife, um, I believe, um, and um, they they uh, supposedly like they couldn't even agree on shit, so like they would make decisions in absentia of each other, mm-hmm. uh, and and so like the the direction that the movie was taking would just like change depending on who the director for each scene was. God. Um, and yeah, just a, just a big fucking mess. Who showed up that morning? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, but yeah, so, you know, production, uh, and like, uh, staging for this movie, uh, really, really bizarre, um, difficult production. I think it took 15 weeks to shoot this movie. Wow. Uh, which is kind of a long time for a movie like this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a, a big mess, but, um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's not as terrible as everyone says it is. It's not. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think so either. I. I think it's. It's. Uh. It's. It's a really interesting film. It's not a great film. It's not good. No. But it is like, an interesting thing to watch when you consider. Okay, this was based off of one of the biggest pop culture properties of all time. Yeah, and, and everyone no, knows who Super Mario is. Yeah. No, notably, Nintendo when they were shopping this around. Um, they basically just said like, look, we don't. The money doesn't matter. Yeah, because uh, they they were just like, look, we we've got the money. Just fucking do whatever. Yeah, we're we've you know like we have the we have the most popular electronic device on earth. Yeah, um, <laughs> and we just keep putting out banger after banger. We've got a total chokehold on the video game market, yeah. uh, and so like Nintendo didn't care about how much you know how much uh, people would offer them for licensing and right. things like that, um, and, and so. Yeah, it's like a it's like a weird it's a weird movie, especially based on on Mario. Um, and uh, they went like a weird direction with it. Yeah, uh, and it looks interesting, and like uh, it has some you know it has some uh, okay performances from some good actors. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just like, but it's it's just it's really confusing because it's just like who the fuck is this for? Yeah. Um, like this is not a movie. Like I'm not a parent. Neither of us are parents. But this is not a movie that I would sit my five-year-old down in front of. Right. Because if I'm going to do that, then I'm just going to, like, have him watch The Crow. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very dark and, like, gross. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of... And not, like, gross. like, nihilistic. Yeah. And... Not, like, not, like, Nickelodeon 90s gross. No! Uh, like, you know, there's people getting turned into weird monsters and like, um, you know, there's, uh, I think there's a sexual assault. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Koopa, Koopa like, uh, gets real creepy with, uh, with Daisy. Yes. 
Uh, and there's also a scene earlier when, like, the mob shows up. Um, right. Because the mob is there. Well, of course. Uh, Italians. Yeah. The, the mob shows up to, like, because they're trying to pressure Daisy out of this, uh, like, work site or something like yeah. that. Um, and, and this dude, like, just, like, eyes her up and down mm-hmm. for what feels like an eternity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, the movie is really dark. Uh, it's, you know, like, the, the intended audience for Mario games in the early 90s is probably, like, 8 to 12. Yeah. Um, and, and this movie is, is this rated PG, I assume? It is, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and they must have done some work they to had avoid to have, a PG-13 yeah, rating. They had to have, uh, wanted a PG rating on this, yeah. Yeah, because that, like, whole, uh, the whole nightclub scene, uh, where, where Mario dances with Big Bertha. Right. Is, like, very fucking overtly sexual. Oh, boy. Um. I was watching that the other night, I was like, what is, what, what is going on? Yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, like, this is not my kink. Yeah. This is, this is not a children's movie <laughs> and not even in the way where it's like, you know, Pixar movies, they're like, they're children's movies, but they have stuff for like parents who are forced to go see these movies with their kids. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it's not like that. Like, this is just not a children's movie. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like I could cut that scene out and just upload it to Pornhub and add some like, you know, title to it, yeah. and, and it would get, like, 10 million views. Yeah, yeah, no, it's just, it's it's real weird. Uh, and so that's that's one of the things I think maybe that... that Chubby we... Italian fucks BBW on stage. Yeah, there you go. Got it. Boom. Got it in Got one. Got it in one. And she's also a dinosaur. <laughs> you. you remember that pterodactyl porn video? Yeah. Love, love the pterodactyl video. <laughs> um, this is a good one. That's a classic. Hey, look that one up. Yeah. Um, shouldn't be hard to find. Just Bing. Just get an incognito window going. Go to Bing. Uh, and uh, and just just type pterodactyl porn. You'll find it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, like it's just it's this is clearly not for children. I think that's one of the reasons why it's it's not fondly remembered. Yeah. Uh, is because a bunch of kids probably watched this and were just like, what, what is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, it's the plot is not easy to follow. Yeah um because it you probably because of all the rewrites uh and so like you know you think about like a 10 year old trying to watch this movie and just being like i don't understand what's happening yeah and um, i mean that's around the age we were when we watched yeah. this i remember watching this movie um when it came out yeah but i think i i think when we watched it i was i was 10 or 11 and we watched it in Carol's house uh he had those two adorable golden retrievers yep and mom and dad and larry harrell and his wife sarita i think that's right yeah they were drinking out on the porch and they just like put us in a room and the super mario brothers movie came on yeah and that's the first time we watched it and i was just utterly flummoxed like what the fuck am i watching yeah what is going on here um and yeah and so it's just like you know i think people remember this movie uh incorrectly yeah um it's it's interesting that especially for like the first video game movie ever uh someone tried to make a a somewhat ambitious like weird sci-fi movie yeah um but uh, which i admire yeah uh, and they got, you know, they they got a lot of good talent on it, but the directors uh, just had no fucking idea what they were doing. Uh, and it really shows, right? Like, there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of, like, creative lapses here. Yeah. Uh, like, there's, like, too many cooks in the kitchen here. Uh, the cast, obviously, was just, like, had had enough. Yeah. As a whole, the thing just breaks down. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> My favorite thing about it is, at the end of the movie, you get a, uh, like, hope for a sequel. Oh, yeah, because Daisy, like, barges into <laughs> the fucking apartment. back up. With, like, a gun or something. Yeah. 
uh, and, and is like, guys, we gotta, we gotta go. There's a stinger in this movie. Do you know that? No. There is an after. There is a. There's after a, the credits. There's a post-credit scene in this movie. Holy shit! No, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There. So there's a post-credit scene where like two two like Japanese suits show up, uh, and uh, it, it's like a shot of them, and they're like. You know, we we we'd love to we'd love to make a video game out of all of your adventures. Oh no! Uh, and then it then it cuts away, uh, and it's not it's not them talking to Mario and Luigi. It's them talking to like the two goons, uh, Iggy and um, oh yeah, uh, Iggy and Spike or whatever. Spike, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's you know them like sitting on a couch, and they're like, yeah, great. Um, there's a post credit scene in this what movie. The fuck. I wanted you to tell me that it was uh, two Japanese suits show up, and they're talking to the weird like slime king of the mushroom kingdom and they're like uh we want to make a weird porn movie out of you yeah because <laughs> you're fucking weird and gross and slimy yeah we're, we're gonna make you yeah there's the, the he, like the slime king like comes out of like a larval pod yeah it just like drops down from the ceiling uh, onto and just kind of like it's really gross yeah it's disgusting uh and it's 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 like shit you would see in like it, like in the fly or something yeah i'm like what? this is not a children's movie <laughs> This probably gave a lot of kids nightmares. Yeah, yeah. Or just, like, fucked a lot of kids up. And, you know, then they went on to make fucking movie podcasts and yeah. stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what that's like. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, I don't know. I, I think, I think uh, you know, in the in the long list of video game movies, uh, Super Mario Brothers is, is by no means the worst one. No. Uh, not at all. Not even close. Absolutely not. Um, you got a lot of other contenders for worst video game movie. I, I, I think I mentioned this, this to you privately the other uh, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, the, the the Silent Hill movie literally has a building that has exposition written on yes, the outside does. of it. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> yeah, but this this movie is 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 not good. Uh, it's not god awful like everybody says it is. Yeah. Uh, and I I think it is like interesting enough that people should watch it. Um, sure. Uh, if especially if you're a fan of video games, like you should you should see this movie. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because you know, I, I don't think video game movies take risks um, with uh, with the properties. No, um, probably because this movie flopped. Yeah, uh, and so, but this this movie did take a lot of risks with the property, and in terms of interpreting like things from the game, so they get their like weird jump shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but it's just like uh, it's just it doesn't it doesn't really hit the mark. Right, uh, and I think it's probably because the uh, production, uh, the the pre production and pro- uh, production process were so chaotic. Yeah, uh, that they weren't able to get like you know even even like a like a two and a half star movie out of this. Right, but um, I, I, I think the production design is is admirable. Like uh, all the creature effects, like uh, yeah, it does look good. The, it, C- the it, CGI is not good, but it's also yeah. nineteen ninety three. It's ninety three, yeah, but most of the effects are practical. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Goombas, Yoshi, um, uh, Koopa's transformation, like all that stuff. Like, it it looks good for its time. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like, uh... I don't know why Mario and Luigi put on those fucking blue and red suits. The green and red suits? Yeah, it doesn't... I texted you this yesterday, like... There's a scene where they put those suits on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we have to get Mario and Luigi into their costumes. Mario gets rid of his, his fucking, like, bright yellow, like, uh, zoot suit that yeah. he's wearing. For fucking whatever reason. <laughs> and I, I watched it twice, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Why are they putting these costumes on? 
Yeah, and it's actually like uh, Louis because they're they're like trying to get up. They're mm-hmm. like trying to figure out how they're gonna get out of this like sub basement that they're in. And they already have the jump boots. Yeah, they already have the jump boots. Uh, and uh, and and Mario is like he's like we'll we'll uh, we'll get out of here like Mario's. Uh, and he like breaks open a locker and they steal these like uh, you know red and green overalls that yeah. are in there. Um, and I'm like, is this are these like uniforms that are gonna help them sneak around or right. something? I haven't it, seen you guys wear it overalls. never it never comes up again. <laughs> They're just wearing them for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and it's just like someone wrote it in there for some reason. Well, you have to put them. In you have the to fucking, put, you gotta yeah. put them in their costumes, yeah. right? But like uh, you know. But someone wrote in a reason for them to get the costumes, but then it never comes up again. So stupid. Uh, and then the, the following scene is just them, like, in an elevator with a bunch of Goombas. Yeah. Uh, like, and Luigi, like, forces them to dance. Oh, yeah. I love uh, that For scene. a really long time. <laughs> that goes on for, like, four minutes. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's just a very bizarre movie. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think I think everyone should go watch this movie if you have even a passing interest in, in video games or... Uh, or uh, if you do drugs, like yeah, if I or, still did drugs, boy. Yeah, I mean, there's that whole sequence at the end, towards the end, where they're like riding a mattress through like an ice tunnel. Yeah, um, which sounds insane if you if you haven't seen this movie, uh, and I'm sure that like that whole sequence would be great if you were on mushrooms. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just very bad. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Go, go see this movie. It's, it's a weird one. Uh, and it, I think it is worth, uh, it is worth watching. I think it's, that. yeah, I think it's delightful. Yeah. It's, uh, not a good movie, but I, I, I think it's a, it's a good, what, like hour and a half? It's not long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's good. It's good trash. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, and it's you could not, do worse. Yeah. You, like what we'll talk about next. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway. <laughs> do we have to? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's come back into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about our, our our movie number two for this week. Uh, I would say the much worse movie. Yes. Um, and possibly one of the worst video game movies I've ever seen. Um, it, which is uh, Street Fighter colon The Legend of Chun Li. Um, the Legend of Chun Li. Yeah, a title uh, that seems to ignore that this is the second Street Fighter movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also implies that there is a legend of Chun-Li when this movie is basically just like a police procedural. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, this is a... It's 2009. Um, February 2009. So it came out in Movie Dump Month. Yep. Uh, February 2009. So they obviously knew this was a piece of shit. Uh, but February 2009, the reason this came out is that is also when um, Street Fighter Four came out. Uh, ah. so this is, this is technically a, like, tie-in movie, uh, and I'm sure that nobody knows that. <laughs> I um, did not know that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to look it up, because I was like, 2009, like, I was playing a lot of Street Fighter 4 in 2009, so I looked it up, and yeah, like, Street Fighter 4 comes out in February and March, depending on your region, of, of 2009, and this movie came out at the exact same time. Um, but, you know, it has nothing to do with Street Fighter 4. No. Uh, and really doesn't have much to do with any of the Street Fighter games. Uh, there's no there's no Street Fighter tournaments in this case. It's basically just like a lot of stuff from Street Fighter lifted and put into the movie. Yeah, just kind of like glommed together, but but just random shit from Street Fighter. Yeah, and like you know, I'll I'll explain the plot here in just a second. But like this this could this could just be any other like you know mid budget martial arts movie. Yeah. 
uh, without having all the Street Fighter shit in it. Um, this is this is like the kind of crap that our mom watches on Netflix. Uh, yes, it's just you know like you know one and a half two star like uh, like action thrillers, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, so what the what the plot of this movie is is uh, it's about Chun Li. Um, who it, we we meet we get to see her like backstory um, uh, see her in childhood uh, and her when she's a little girl maybe like ten or twelve or something like that mm-hmm. uh, her her house gets broken into in Hong Kong where she lives with her parents uh, her father is uh, Chinese uh, she has a white mother um, and I it just, her mom has like three lines in this whole fucking movie yeah uh, uh, she's like training her to be a, 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 a like a like a concert pianist yeah, she's training there's a reference that she like went to juilliard right um and so she's training to be like a concert pianist but like her dad also teaches her uh martial arts yeah wushu. Uh, yeah, wushu. yeah wushu yeah um uh but uh yeah so when she's like 10 or so um uh balrog uh played by uh michael clark duncan uh, like breaks into the house to beat the shit out of her dad. Just inexplicably, like <laughs> yeah. just shows up. There's no, there's no build up to it at no. all. Uh, it's not clear what her dad does for a living. He's a businessman. He's yeah, he's he's a business guy. Uh, and you know, Balrog shows up with uh, with a couple of goons, um, and uh, and like you know has a has a fight with her dad, uh, which her dad loses, uh, and uh, and then M Bison shows up. Um, uh, as a, a business dude, business dude M. Bison uh, shows up uh, to uh, to like kidnap her father or something. Yeah, um, I... and it's never really made clear why uh, why they needed to kidnap fucking Chun Li's dad, but it happens. It's it's got something to do with Shadowloo, but <laughs> yeah, uh, which is which is pronounced <laughs> in this movie like Shadowlow. Shadowlow, uh, yeah, and I don't know if that's correct. <laughs> It's definitely not how Shadowloo is spelled. No. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so they show up and they kidnap her dad. Uh, and then, you know, we cut cut forward to her as, like, a young adult. Uh, and she's, like, a concert pianist. Um, and uh, uh, she, uh, you know, com- comes across a guy getting beaten up in a subway. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has, like, a weird, like, web tattoo on his hand. Right. Um, and she gets this, like, you know, myth- myth- mythical scroll uh, about, like, the Order of the Web or something. It's so um, stupid. Yeah, Madam, Madam Web shows up uh, to <laughs> to give her a prophecy. Um, so she's, like, she's in, like, a... Where, where is she working? It's, like, like a bar or something? Or, or she's in the back room of wherever she's working, yeah. and she has this ancient scroll. Yeah. And she sits down, and her friend is like, oh that's really beautiful and she like unfurls a scroll and she says i wonder what it means but she's speaking like fluent chinese yeah, like, throughout the entire like, fucking woman, movie you speak chinese <laughs> and i understand like there are people who can speak sure yeah. a certain language and they can't read it but it's she's she she's half chinese yes and moved to hong kong when she was like six years old yeah how can she not read this fucking? Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. So, but she gets this scroll, and uh, you know, she she determines that she needs to like give up her old life uh, to to like figure out 
uh, like how she's going to meet. She has to become the Batman. Yeah, she has to become the Batman. So she goes to a monastery in Tibet or something. Yeah. Uh, but no, she like... She says uh, goodbye to all her servants. Yeah, she, she gives up her big house and her Juilliard education yeah. and uh, goes to Bangkok. Uh, and like, there's just like a montage of her wandering around Bangkok. Yeah, and she's like... like not, s- not doing anything. No, she's sleeping in the streets. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, what? It's like, you have money. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You're supposed to, like, give up your worldly possessions or something. <laughs> anyway, she eventually uh, meets uh, meets Master uh, Master Jen. Yeah. Uh, Master Gen, or however it's pronounced, uh, who is uh, canonically the guy who trained um, Ken and Ryu and uh, Akuma. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, he's like an old martial arts master. Or is a young guy in old man makeup, I think. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's just like a, it's like a, you know, a, a like a 40 year old Asian he's guy. He's like a 40 year old dude with long hair. Wearing like a gray wig. He, yeah. Um, and he's like, he's some like martial, ancient martial, martial arts master for some reason, uh, who used to work with bison or something. Like doesn't even have like gray or white hair. He, no. He's just like a long, dark mane. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, she meets master again and he like teaches her, uh, you know, secret martial arts. Um, and, uh, and, you know, she's on, she's on, like, a revenge plot, basically, to, uh, to find her father, um, who has been, you know, kidnapped by M. Bison. Uh, we find out that, you know, her father is still alive. Yeah. Basically being kept as, like, a, I don't know, uh, like, administrative assistant to M. Bison. Yeah, I thought that was very strange. Yeah. He's got, like, a computer. And right. <laughs> And he's, like, he, he's, he's, like, in a bat cave. Yeah. Like, I, I hate to, I hate to do the Batman think twice like but we 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 get that scene where bison who is irish yeah he's played he's he's played by uh i think his name is daniel mcdonough yeah yeah uh he was i saw him and uh i'm i'm a big uh, band of brothers fan right and it's just buck compton from band of brothers yeah and i'm like oh last time i saw this guy he was in like bastone getting ptsd (laughs) uh He's got these beautiful blue eyes. And and he's wearing contacts, which is... They're obviously contacts. Yeah, they're obviously contacts, but, like, in Band of Brothers, he's not wearing contacts, and he still has, like, really, like, beautiful, like, light blue eyes. He's a very handsome man. And I'm just like, why why is he wearing contacts? He already looks like this. (laughs) It's just, it's so bizarre. The, f- um, the first time he speaks in the movie... Is is when he shows up to to kidnap uh, Mr. Chun-Li. Yeah. And I was like, does he have a weird accent there? And he, he's like off screen for a while and then he's back and I'm like, oh, okay, so Bison is just an Irish dude. He's, yeah, he's, but it also doesn't make sense because he, like, they show him later in the movie as like an actual infant yes. in Bangkok. And so I'm just like, no, M. M Bison is Thai. Mm-hmm. He spent his entire life in Thailand, according to this movie. Um, you know, the fact that he's just a white guy doesn't matter. No. Right? They, they say, they say later in the movie that, like, his parents were, like, uh, Irish missionaries in Thailand. Yeah. Um, and, and then they died. They died and, like, his soul got implanted into... We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, this is how he learned how to do the Psycho Crusher. Um... <laughs> Very fucking weird scene. Uh, fucking movie. But yeah, so the, the plot is just like, you know, Chun-Li's trying to get her, trying to, you know, find her dad, and she's learning secret martial arts, and uh, she's, like, basically doing, like, private detective shit in, yeah. in, in Bangkok. Uh, and then you have Shadow Lou, uh, run by M. Bison, 
uh, and his like right hand man is Balrog. Right. Um, and uh, he, you know, Bison kills off all of the other Shadowloo uh, like uh, lieutenants, basically. Yeah. Uh, and is taking over like a large section of of Bangkok for himself uh, for like waterfront development or something. Yeah, there's like a there there's a like a, a, a real estate development scheme going on here, which is like it's like Superman Returns, yeah, right, where it's like that's your fucking scheme, Lex Luthor, right, is real estate development, <laughs> and also like people who wrote this movie like the most boring fucking yeah, but plot like they, they were just come up with. yeah, they were just like what's in the news in two thousand and eight? Oh, retail. Oh, a real estate crisis. Yeah, uh, let's make M Bison a fucking corrupt real estate developer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like Shadowloo is like a criminal organization. Um, and, uh, so there's, there's a B plot, which is, uh, which is the, which is Interpol. Yeah. Let's Um, not forget about Charlie Nash. Yeah. Charlie Nash. Uh, yeah. There's a B plot, which is Interpol, um, who are, you know, trying to find M. Bison. Uh, and, uh, and we have Charlie Nash, who is a Street Fighter character. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlie Nash is Guile's best friend. Yep. Uh, who gets killed before the events of Street Fighter 2. Right. Uh, so I think maybe he appears in, like, Street Fighter Alpha or something like that. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so you have you have Charlie Nash, pre- played here by, uh, Chris, Klein. by Chris Klein, <laughs> who, who doesn't know what movie he's in, and is just overacting oh my God. all over the place. It's so good. Yeah, it's real weird. The eyes he gives the camera. It's yeah. just like... <laughs> Like I think he, I think he's he thinks he's on like NYPD Blue or yeah. something. Um, I, I I need a supercut of all the times he just looks into the camera. Yeah, it was like oh I'm, I I gotta get off I gotta get out of American Pie I gotta I'm an action star now. Yeah, I'm an action star action star Chris Klein. Um, but it's him and uh, and I, Mai or uh, uh, Mai Maya Maya uh, played by an actress uh, named uh, Moon Bloodgood. Yeah, uh, who I think is one of these like model turned actresses. Yeah. Um, uh, who is playing like another Interpol? She's like the local Interpol agent in uh, in Bangkok. So many white people in this movie. A lot of people speaking unaccented English in this yeah. film. <laughs> there, there's. I was just like, we, we, where is this set? Like, yeah. you, you 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 have uh, you like you have scenes at the Interpol office. And it's like seventy five percent just like white people. And look, I get it that Interpol is an international organization, yes. and you're going to have a lot of white people. But like, I would imagine a lot of them would be local agents. Yeah, this is the Bangkok like headquarters. Yeah, so you, you might have like a lot of Chinese agents there, or uh, or or Thai agents, or maybe some like uh, you, you maybe some you know like Germans or something like that. Yeah. But they all just appear to be Americans. Nah. Yeah, they're just like all dudes and and, and ladies from like L.A. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, so you have the, the B plot, which is Chris Klein and, and Moon Bloodgood trying to uh, trying to find uh, M Bison, and they have like weird sexual tension. Yeah, um, which is completely unjustified. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, it just happens immediately and doesn't make any sense because yep. they don't appear to like each other very much. No, there's there's a scene where like they had to uh, um, hide from um, Bison's goons, and uh, Chris Klein is like. Uh, I'm gonna kiss you now. Yeah, he does the thing that uh, that that Scarlett Johansson does with uh, with Cap in uh, in Winter Soldier. Yeah, but they make out for like thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 very weird. But those those are the basic plots. Uh, but then there's there's also a C plot, uh, which there I don't think needs to be there. 
where M. Bison is trying to get uh, something that keeps being referred to as the White Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, Balrog comes with the, the, the dossier saying that, like, the White Rose is being brought into Bangkok, uh, like, on a boat. And so, you know, you get the impression that it's, like, a nuke or something. Right. Right? Like, uh, some sort of weapon that he can use to threaten the world. Uh, but it, it turns out it's just his daughter. <laughs> Uh, who is a supposedly Street Fighter character Rose? Yeah. Um, uh, who who is played by like a Russian uh, teenager? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's there's also that going on, and it's just like Bison is looking for the White Rose. Uh, the Interpol agents are looking for Bison, uh, and Chun Li is looking for her father, who has been kidnapped by Bison. Uh, and that's basically what's going on in this movie. Um, it, you know, and that's that's what you get for ninety two minutes. I, I mean, it does end in a a, a very dramatic Kikoken. Yes, a, a very a, a dramatically bad CGI Kikoken. <laughs> um, and like the Mario movie, there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of video game references yeah. in here, right? It's so. like we have to have. You know, if this was like a, a, a Ryu and Ken movie or whatever, like, yeah. we would have to have the Hadouken or whatever. Yeah, at the end, like fucking, you know, Ryu would do the Shoryuken. Yeah, or like and... it's a Dragon Ball movie, you would have to have the yeah. Kamehameha. The Dragon Ball movie does end with fucking yeah. like... Uh, uh, the Dragon Ball movie, also baffling, uh, came out right around the same time as this. Yeah. Yeah, and they they also don't use the Dragon Balls to like uh, bring back all the people that Piccolo killed. It's very <laughs> weird. Um but, uh, but yeah, so th- this movie, it has a bunch of references to the video game stuff. Um, uh, like there's, you know, one at, at the scene where Bison is with his like Shadowloo lieutenants, uh, there's a guy there who's wearing like a turban, like an Indian guy who I, I assume is implied to be Dalsim. Dalsim yeah. Um, Balrog is in it as like a supporting character. He's actually in a lot of this movie. He is, yeah. Uh, Michael Clark Duncan, um, just, just being like you know a huge intimidating guy, uh, but confusingly like just shoots people a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was surprised when there were guns in this movie. Yeah, there's never a reference to Balrog <laughs> being a boxer, right? No. Um, he doesn't and, even have like wraps on his hands or anything. Yeah. Uh, and as as we as we were discussing outside during the break, uh, you have uh, my, my one of one of my favorite cameos of all time now, uh, right up there with Matt Damon in Eurotrip, uh, is <laughs> is is Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas as Vega, <laughs> um, just oh. just absolutely baffling because he wears a mask for yeah. almost every scene he's in, and he's on the poster. Yeah, as fucking Taboo. Like, what are you trying to sell this movie with Taboo? The least of the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> At least fucking uh, Wolverine Origins had Will I Am. It did. It did have him. Yeah. Also baffling. And that movie also came out around this time. Yeah. And it sucked too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so like, you get a lot of references. Uh, Ryu is referenced at the very end of the movie. Um, by yeah. name, yeah, uh, yeah. So you, Master Jen um, uh, says, you know, he, there's like a, it's like in the newspaper, yeah, uh, or there's like a Street Fighter <laughs> tournament coming up, and I'm like, well, how the fuck is this in the newspaper? Yeah, um, and uh, and he says, you know, we we've got to recruit, uh, we've got to recruit more uh, more people to our cause, uh, and Chun Li is rightfully like, M Bison is dead. <laughs> Because I turned his head around. <laughs> I broke the man's neck and spine. 
Um, and, and, you know, they don't, they fucking, Master Jen doesn't really say anything about that. No. It's just like, yeah, but we, you know, we still need to go recruit some, sure, yeah, <laughs> recruit some fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, there's this promising guy out of Japan I've heard about called Ryu. Obviously trying to set this up as a franchise. It's never going to happen. Um, yeah. And, uh, and that's kind of like the end of the movie, right? But, um. There, there are some, like, scenes of surprising violence in this movie. Well, yeah, like I just said, the, the, the like, when, when, when she kills bison yeah, yeah. when when chun Li kills you know fucking master sergeant buck compton yeah uh, at the end of the movie uh fucking real real life human being buck compton right um <laughs> there, there's also one uh, i want to say it's in the first like 30 minutes or so uh and I, I think it's one of the first action scenes where we get like full-on martial arts action yeah. but she like disarms a dude and then just like shoots a guy in the chest three times. Yeah, and I'm like, Dude, which the is, fuck did that come which is from? Just like, it's just like okay. And this is another thing that confused me about the B plot of this movie is you you have Moon Bloodgood playing a Interpol agent. Yeah, and Chun Li is canonically an Interpol agent. Right. And so it's just you know they don't make any effort to make her an Interpol agent because I was expecting maybe at the end of the movie Chris Klein would be like you know we got a job for you over at Interpol. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Um, and, and yeah, it's just like, okay, so she kills a guy. I have to assume that Juilliard student Chun-Li has never <laughs> killed anyone before. Um, and I'm just like, okay, are you just gonna kill him and move on? Like, no, this is like weird. Blam, blam, blam. Yeah. Like, three in the chest. Yeah, double taps this guy and then moves on with her day. Uh, yeah, she gets shot once as well. Yeah, she gets um, shot in, like, the arm or something. Yeah, uh, and, um, uh, a, a lot of, like soldiers like you know private military guys get killed towards the end of this movie sure um uh and uh and there's also uh master jen gets like a fucking rebar like piece of rebar through his fucking leg yeah um and then is more or less okay jesus christ i hate rebar yeah rebar just freaks me out because it's always going through people yeah and it's like why why does rebar even exist yeah why we, we Why should, do we have that? Before we ban guns, we should ban rebar. We should ban rebar. Yeah. Like, first of all, you can hit someone with it, and it would hurt a lot. Yeah. But if you put it through someone, it's got all those, like, spirals. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah, no, you're gonna die. Yeah. Master Jen doesn't die, though. I don't like that. You ever see Tetsuo the Iron Man? Yeah. Puts all that rebar through his body, and you see what happened to him? Yeah. Nothing yeah. good. Nothing, Nothing good, good comes at all. It. Rebar, I don't care if it's a useful construction material. Gotta ban no. it. Reach out to your congressperson. Yeah. Reba um, Wilson, on the other hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of weird violence in this movie. Balrog dies in, like, a pretty fucking violent way. Yeah. Um, Master Jen's, or not Master Jen, Chun-Li's dad sets a dude on fire. Sure does. At the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Which, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, whoever choreographed this movie must be, like, a big Jackie Chan fan. Uh, because all of the action scenes involve props. Yeah, um, yeah, there's a ton of prop work in this. Every, everyone's, like, crashing through tables or, like, getting glass bottles broken on them. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not at all, like, a, like a straight-up uh, wushu martial arts movie, like, uh, like, Crouching Tiger or something like that, right? No. Um, it's very, like, Hong Kong, early 90s, late 80s uh, Jackie Chan stuff. Yeah, and it's weird that, you know, like, this came out in the mid to early 2000s. Late 2000s. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, every, everyone's always crashing through glass and like fucking tables and, uh, 
all that kind of thing. Um, there's there's that fight scene with Chun Li and one of uh, one of Bison's uh, people uh, in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, where like you know they get like fucking crashed into glass sinks and like all this kind of thing. Uh, and so there's a lot of that in the in the action scenes. So if you're into that kind of thing, I think the action scenes are are pretty good. Um, the action scenes here are better than Aeon Flux. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and and, and <laughs> yeah. to this movie's credit, despite coming out in 2009, there's no shaky cam whatsoever. No, no. Um, I mean, it's it's like it's technically competent. Yeah. Um, and the the, the the director on this is like a career cinematographer. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's well put together. It's competently shot. Uh, the the choreography is fine. It's just like there's nothing going on with the script or the cast. It's not interesting at all. No. Uh, um, like, and I I am I'm a little distracted because I'm looking at the poster for the movie right now. Who is on this poster? And in I the don't background? know what the fuck is going on. So in the background, there appears to be two men fighting. Can you? Yeah. Here, I'm gonna. Just, Turn my laptop around so you can look at this. I know you've seen it, but yeah, I, I just I, I gotta like that's a man punching Vega in the face. Right. Why this... Why is there a man there? Yeah. Because the hero of this movie is this woman right here. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking no. That's and Moon. Here... That's that's Moon Bloodgood. There... That's oh yeah, yeah yeah. That's Kristen Crook. That's Kristen Crook right there. Vega's also over here. Why is Vega on this poster twice? <laughs> why is Taboo on this poster two times? <laughs> I hate this movie. Yeah, it's it's very bad. Uh, <laughs> there's there's nothing going on in the script. Uh, it's just it's just a a really typical like uh, you know ninety ninety minute like action thriller. Does Michael Clark is that is that just a gun that Michael Clark Duncan has? Uh, yeah, that might be the rocket launcher he uses. To Why blow is up. that on the poster? Yeah, that's another great. Did scene. someone just forget to like Photoshop that out of there? Like yeah, another another great scene where where Balrog, uh, supposedly you know professional boxer Balrog from the video game Street Fighter you might have played, has a rocket has launcher sh- shoots a rocket launcher at Master Gen's house. <laughs> What the fuck is that about? Um, I don't know. But I just think it's it's so it's so fucking strange that Vega is on this poster twice at all, really. <laughs> or or yeah, at all. Um, cuz Vega is in this movie for less than 5 minutes. Yeah. Uh I think. Um and uh yeah, I I I wonder if maybe someone saw the um someone saw the Street Fighter animated movie. Right. Uh because there is a there is a big fight scene in the anime where uh like vega busts into chun li's apartment or hotel room or something and they have like a big fight um is that the one where she's in the shower yes okay yeah. uh you know the one yep um but uh but yeah so like she's in she's like taking a shower in her apartment or something and like, someone uh, told me about it I never yeah, yeah i've never seen yeah. it either um i would never do that no. uh but uh but yeah vega like busts in and like you know fights her right yeah. Um, and so I wonder if someone saw that and was like, oh, we got to get Vega here. Because Ve- Vega, as you know, Vega and Chun-Li have a historic rivalry. <laughs> I was horny for this as a child, and I need Vega in this now. Yeah. I Can we get a shower scene with Kristen Crook? <laughs> no. Nope. Didn't get that. Sorry. All right. Well, where's Vega? Where's Moon Bloodgood, though? <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll walk around in a bra for a little bit. Jesus. Yeah, she does. Um, yeah, there's also some, like, fucking, in the Interpol, like, office, there's some just really egregious, like, down blouse shots of... Oh, yeah, just tits everywhere. Yeah, of, of Moon Bloodgood, someone I've never heard of until this moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm certain I've heard of her before. 
I thought it was Devin Aoki at first. Uh, uh, is that a porn star? No, she was in uh, the Dead or Alive movie. I uh, didn't see it. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's. Uh, oh, she was in Terminator Salvation. Salvation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so this movie is just kind of baffling and goes from, like, action scene to action scene without really any reason for any of these things to happen. Yeah, and also there's no action until, like, probably 25 minutes into the fucking movie. Yeah, when uh, Balrog fucking, like... Just, like, walks into the house. Incredible hulks through a window or something. And it's just like, and you're like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. And then, you know, Chun-Li's dad is like, uh, he says like under, actually, I think it's ADR. I don't think that his lips even move. Yeah. But he says Balrog. Yes. Um, yeah. Because I, I was like, did he say Balrog? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that character from the game. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, uh, there's a scene later in the movie uh, where like one of the Shadowloo goons, like one of the unnamed goons. Yeah. Is like riding a, he's like in a car driving through the streets of Bangkok or something. Mm-hmm. And they're chasing Chun-Li or something. Uh, and uh, and he his mouth moves a lot yeah and no words come out and it's just like they just didn't adr this scene there's no there's no sound comes out of this man's mouth uh there's there's a lot of weird technical errors like that in the movie um so there's there's like some sound issues uh there's also just like the cgi is real fucking dismal um like a bad bad by 2009 standards yeah right I, like I, I don't think this had a huge budget you know i think it was pretty cheap um I looked at that earlier because I, I, I was looking at the the uh, the budget versus what it brought in. It did not make its money back. Nope. I know nobody saw sure. this fucking movie. Yeah, it cost about twelve million and only brought in like ten point six. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So yeah, this movie really fucking face planted uh, at the theaters. And it's just like no one asked for this. No, I mean. And then, you know, years later, you had, um, there was that Street Fighter, uh, web series. Uh, I think it was, uh, Machinima when that was still a thing. Yeah. They put together, like, a live-action Street Fighter web series. And, you know, it was, like, received well enough. Uh, it had, like, a pretty good, uh, budget behind it and high production values. And it was, you know, like, the main Street Fighter cast, Ryu and Ken and, you know, all the yeah. regulars. Zangief. Yeah. The 90s Street Fighter movie. Which, and I will make a bold statement here, is better than this. Way better than the Chun-Li movie, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but still, like, a product of the 90s and, you know, it's got Jean-Claude Van Damme and... Uh, Raul Julia. Raul and Julia and his final... His final Motion performance. Picture, picture appearance. Yeah. You know, it's a product of its time. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think we have a, uh, a competently well put together Street Fighter movie. Except for the, the animated movie. The animated um, movie for sure, yeah. yeah. But yeah, like the, this, is, this is not, this is second attempt. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and again, big failure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just, uh, there's just like a lot of baffling choices made in this movie. Um, and the, the, the CGI stuff, the, the, the martial arts looks okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there's no shaky cam, which I appreciated mm-hmm. because I, I think, you know, martial arts movies benefit from, um, from, from not having shaky cam. Um, yeah. You need they, to be able to follow the action. You need to be able to see what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, like the CGI looks real bad. Like the effects are pretty shit or like the scene where fucking Balrog uses a rocket launcher to try and kill Master Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the fakest explosion I've ever seen. 
uh, like real, real shitty. Yeah. Uh, and then like the Kikokan that um, that uh, Chun Li uses at the end to, yeah. uh, to fucking knock Bison off of a building. Right. Uh, looks real bad. Oh yes. Um, some of the wire work is pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Like you know, anytime it's not just martial artists on the ground doing things. Yeah. Uh, some of the wire work looks pretty shitty. So there's there's there's, there's a whole very forced uh, video game reference where uh, Master Jen gives uh, Chun Li a like necklace or something mm-hmm. that has a bird on it and it like spins around. Oh God, it looks um, so bad. Yeah, and and then and then later <laughs> later on in the movie she does like a fucking upside down yeah. like spinning kick, and, and it's the most atrocious CGI. Yeah, it looks real bad, yeah. and and like all these fucking goons like all fucking fall backwards at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, oh, she did a spinning bird kick. Right, but Great. she didn't make any contact with yeah, any the, of them. None of them were hit. No. Like, they just all fall over. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's it just looks real shit. Oh, boy, yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the, and the tagline for this movie. Uh, oh, no. Some fight for power. Some fight for us. Like Taboo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Taboo's fighting for all of us, man. Yeah. He's out there. Taboo's out there in the streets. He's out there on the streets. Yeah, so it's it's pretty bad. I, I also uh, Kristen Kruick is 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 of Chinese descent. Uh, I think her father is white and her mother is uh, of of Chinese descent, and I think like her grandmother is also of Chinese descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she is like part Asian. Yeah. But one of the more baffling things that happens in this film is because we get to see Chun Li as a child at two different ages. So we see her at like you know age six or something, and then we see her again later at like age ten. Yeah. Um, and, and both of those are obviously played by different child actors. Uh, she just becomes progressively less Asian. Yep. Um, like the 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 like young child Chun Li is definitely definitely Chinese. Yeah. And then like then you put her up against Kristen Kruick, who is like obviously part Asian, <laughs> and it's just like this is fucking really bizarre. Yeah. Like how did you not like how did someone in the continuity department not go like hey I noticed that you're using a like fully chinese child actor for young chun li but we have cast not fully chinese actress kristen kruick as chun li <laughs> and someone was just like shut the fuck up like we're just trying to get this done yeah konami's no. got or fucking capcom's got a video capcom's, game to release exactly i i i'm looking at her uh, her wikipedia page here her uh so her her dad is dutch uh her mother is of chinese descent uh, born in Indonesia, and her maternal grandmother was Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then in, uh, uh, yeah, 2020, she uh, came out uh, during Asian Pacific American Heritage Mount, uh, Month and um, said she was deeply proud of her Chinese heritage. <laughs> Which clearly shows in this film. <sighs> clearly shows in this film. Um, Jesus. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about this movie. Uh, no, I, I don't think there's. I think we've said everything that needs to be said about this movie. It's 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 oddly violent. Yeah. Uh, it, like punctuated with violence. Yeah. Like it's not violent throughout. Yeah. It's just there are moments where I'm like, wasn't expecting that from this. Yeah. Where Chun Chun Li like turns someone's arm the opposite yeah. way, or so it's like, holy crap. <laughs> 
Uh, and then and then it then it goes back to like you know fucking Jackie Chan comedy martial arts yeah. where people are like crashing through tables and fucking you know getting their heads stuck and stuff and yeah uh, Charlie and what's her face are having you know sexual tension times yeah Chris Klein is just is really chewing on the scenery in this movie and what whatever happened to Chris Klein yeah I don't know uh, but uh, but yeah it's 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 just it's very bizarre uh, a cheap little movie it it you know. I think that it, it looks okay. Yeah. Um, but there was like a scene where Chun Li's in the rain, and I was and like it, the scene is shot. It's 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 framed wrong. Oh, I remember exactly what you're talking about. So yeah. it's you can see that it's like oh that's definitely fake rain. Yeah. Um, and it's like I know movie rain is always fake. Right. Right. But like it's and she she's not like using an umbrella right yeah it's yeah it's just like it's framed too high yeah. and so you can just see like where the rain starts. Yep. Like, who, how did you fuck this up? <laughs> um, they were like, we got one take, because we don't want to do a costume change. Um, <laughs> we only have $12 million, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah just uh, just like a, a real a real stinker. Uh, the guy who directed this also directed Doom. Oh, wow. Well, in 2005. Yeah. Uh, another video game stinker. Had that first-person shooter yeah. scene, I guess. Had had The Rock in it. Yeah. They just made a sequel to that movie. Did they? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Why would you do that? I fucking I don't know. The Rock's not in it. Yeah. Well, you can't. They can't. They can't pay Rock money now. <laughs> You're not getting Rock anymore, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> too, you could. You could get. You could get Dwayne Johnson in 2005. Yeah. Fresh off the Mummy. Um. But uh, they, these, these those people do not have fucking Dwayne Johnson money anymore. No. You can maybe get Vin Diesel. Yeah. I bet. I bet. I bet Dwayne Johnson pulls fucking ten to fifteen million for, for a movie sure or something like that. Yeah. Um. Vin just wants to make his uh, his bloodshot valiant universe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> big respect for Vin Diesel, man. <laughs> Love you, dude. You yeah. got the passion. He's just he's just out there doing weird shit, <laughs> and then making a Fast and Furious movie every once in a while to collect an enormous check. Uh, I did the Pitch Black universe, and then I like these Valiant comics, so now yeah. I'm gonna make this universe. It's like Vin. Yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then every 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 couple of years, I'll I'll get uh you know I'll get ten percent off the back of every Fast and Furious movie or something. <laughs> Fucking Vin Diesel, man. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's uh anyway, Ch- Chun Li. Uh, I I can't I can't recommend this movie. Uh, Street Fighter colon The Legend of yeah, Chun Street Fighter colon The Legend of Chun Li. Um, just really baffling like it kind of like made for tv shit yeah um i don't know how this was released in theaters i guess it was just in this period of excess where they just fucking release anything yeah Capcom. and now we're lucky to get fucking well we don't get anything yeah we don't, we don't get any movies now no um but yeah this this movie got its ass beat at the box office yeah i've never i've never met anyone who's seen this movie no um and uh and it's just yeah it's like this was clearly like capcom put up the cash to make a movie to make a video game tie-in for street fighter 4 yeah uh this movie probably got fucking shot and canned in a really really short time frame uh i doubt that it took them that long to shoot this movie um oh for sure yeah and uh and it just uh it's just it's a total failure uh i i would say that of all the video game movies i've seen this is among the worst it's bottom bottom five for sure yeah i'm trying to think of anything that i <laughs> enjoyed less but uh yeah i think you're right it's just it's just it's it's ultimately forgettable yeah i mean like eon flux which we watched uh a couple of weeks ago right yeah. like it's just like why why did this movie get made yeah who's um, this for yeah it's not for anyone 
Uh, it's not, and I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. Yeah. I, I played 70 rounds of Street Fighter with my friend Dave the other night. Like, <laughs> Sure. And I've watched um, 70 Street Fighter uh, cosplay porn videos. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, this is... Uh, wait, why wasn't why wasn't Henri Okita in this movie is, is the question I have. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, but... <laughs> I'll ask Dave. Uh, yeah, that's I wouldn't know. Surely, surely not. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's bad. It's bad, folks. Yeah, yeah, not a great movie. Um, but we watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Uh, you've you've learned everything you need to know about Taboo as Vega, um, who Man. I also think doesn't speak any lines himself in this movie because the one place where he does talk uh, when he's fighting Chun Li. Yeah. He has like a really weird deep voice. And I was like, Yeah, that's not that's his voice. That's not what Taboo sounds like. No. So they just 80 yard over Taboo. Yeah. Because uh, like, he probably couldn't speak through the mask or something. Well, no, he has his mask off. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I'm like, That's not fucking. That's not, that's not the Taboo I know. <laughs> the Taboo I know and yeah. love. From, uh, from, from the music, the uh, pump it music video yeah yeah my friend and lover taboo yeah. friend of the podcast taboo um yeah so i don't know it's fucking every 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 time i think about this movie there's just there's just more shit where i'm just like what the fuck do you think we could get taboo oh just a guest on the podcast like, like a guest spot just like a five minute bit i don't know he seems to have pull is he on cameo maybe hang on um he seems to have pull because he's on the poster of this movie twice cameo taboo Cameos, taboo. Co- this is all porn. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't watch this movie. Nope. Please watch, don't. Uh, watch Watch the '94 one instead. Honestly. Yeah. Um. If you're if you're if you really fucking need to watch a live action Street Fighter movie, <laughs> uh, for whatever reason. Uh. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Cool. Uh, yeah. So this is the uh, this has been uh, the Columbia River Film School podcast. Uh, we're just two brothers up here in the Northwest doing uh, doing double features. Uh, sometimes we're doing good double features like we did last time. Other times we're watching fucking Super Mario and Chun Li um, <laughs> to mixed to mixed reception. Uh, but uh, I am uh, Bill McDonald. I have with me here uh, Pat McDonald. And uh, next time, um, to to coincide with the return of Major League Baseball, uh, God's only sport, uh, we we will be watching uh, we will be watching uh, two baseball films, uh, Moneyball uh, with with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, uh, and uh, that dead guy from Capote, um, and uh, and we will also be watching uh, the the documentary uh, by Kurt Russell, uh, the Battered Bastards of Baseball. A uh, a Portland uh, a Portland uh, baseball documentary uh, that uh, that we'll, we'll we'll surely appreciate. Yeah, two um, films that will be new to me. I've never seen either of them. Yeah, uh, both very good actually. Um, I'm looking so, forward to it. Yeah, a big a big change from this week, uh, where it's just like, well, who the fuck paid for this? Are there rocket boots in either of those? Uh, no. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I mean, Brad Pitt is doing in, in Moneyball. Brad Pitt is doing my favorite type of performance, which is Sad Man Does His Job. Oh, uh, I prefer um, Brad Pitt eating things in every scene. Uh, he, oh, he does a lot of that in this movie. Excellent. Uh, I'm, he's, I'm, he's, I'm all in. He's always either pulling uh, like uh, his dip out of his mouth, uh, <laughs> or or like eating something like popcorn. Right? Uh, yeah. Very. <laughs> just if if you're not aware of this, just go watch any movie that Brad Pitt is in. That's not like a period piece. 
<laughs> and he's just like eating french fries all the time um it's very good uh, brad pitt has an eating disorder yeah brad pitt only eats uh during scenes and movies <laughs> Yeah, the, the the shrimp cocktail budget on Ocean's Eleven must have been <laughs> must have been enormous. It's just oh my god, Brad, Brad won't stop eating shrimp. Well, he doesn't eat any other time, so yeah. he only eats twice a year when he makes a movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we'll be we'll be watching two two great baseball movies next time, uh, and uh, and we so we we uh, we hope you tune in then. Uh, but uh, anyway, this has been the uh, Columbia River Film School podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Science fiction. Jeanette Scott bites a trip that's sick, poison, and kills.